Blog Talk Radio. You're a mystical man. Lead us through sacred land. In the magic, the magic of life. You're a shaman that leads all the people to Open to receive the magic Well, welcome back, folks, and thank you for joining me this morning on Go Within or Go Without Radio. I'm Daniel Gutierrez, your host, and I am broadcasting remote today from Dallas, Texas, the hotter-than-hell Dallas, Texas. I, you know, I, it's funny because I grew up in uh, Texas. I grew up not very far from where I'm at right now, and you know, this 102 degree with 100% humidity, you know, I grew up in it. But, man, after living on the on the West Coast and uh, coming back, it's, it's absolutely brutal. We have an incredible topic today. I'm really excited about it, uh, unleashing the remarkable in you. And before we bring on our guests, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the last, oh, I say a couple, two or three weeks in my life and, and, and having the opportunity uh, to be in Peru for three weeks and leading a, a group on a, on a spiritual journey and, you know, really taking this idea of unleashing everything that I had to give those people everything that I had while I was with them, only to turn around a week later to be in a suit uh, and addressing uh, 400 presidents from across the country uh, on the topic of leadership. You know, and, and the topic that we're speaking about today is so important because – I really do believe that, that that I get the joy out of doing both because I give it all I have, um, and I'm exhausted uh, when I'm when I'm finished. But I think that's part of of unleashing what our guest is going to talk about today: the remarkable in you. I mean, have you ever asked yourself or wondered what it would be like to really unleash everything you had on a project? I mean, not. 90%, but 102%, or an idea, or even a business, because many of us have those ideas. Or better yet, how to access the energy. This this is the one I want to know about. Is The older I get, the, the more I recognize I don't have the same energy level. How do I access that energy anytime that I'm looking for? Well, today my guest, Hussein Halek, is a serial entrepreneur. He's an advisor, a speaker on inspiring leadership, unleashing entrepreneurship, and breakthrough performance. He has built 10 startup, ten plus startups, mentored over 1,000 entrepreneurs, and his work has impacted millions of people. Hussein has been featured in Forbes, BBC, Entrepreneur, Vicinity Buzz, Textbook, Roundhouse Radio, and Notable. Welcome to the show, my guest, Halik. How are you doing? I mean, Hussein, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Danny. Thank you for having me on the show. It's awesome. Oh, oh, you bet. I, I, I really like this topic. I, I, of course, the one question that when we get to it is about the energy, but why unleashing? Is, is, is everybody somehow on a leash of some sort? I mean, you're talking about letting, letting something out would assume that someone's being held in. Tell us your thoughts about that. Yeah, well, when, as we grow up, what happens is, uh, if you remember when you were five, what happens is, at that time, up until five, everything around us is really about um, 
the world wanting more of us. So if you're if you if you've seen any kids right now, I don't know if you remember trying to walk, but if you see any kids trying to walk, and you see the parents around them and everybody around them just encouraging them, and uh, the kid is just you know uh, falling one time, two times, a hundred times, and <laughs> everybody nonstop around them telling, encouraging them, say do it again, do it again, and standing on the other side, come on, come on. So everybody's encouraging, everybody's helping, everybody's celebrating even the falls and uh, telling them, oh, it's okay, up until around five. Then what, and and that, is, that is the natural way of being, which is uh, being encouraged, uh, going, uh, going for it, and, not, and being unstoppable. But then after five, it, it starts flipping the other side. Uh, our parents become afraid that, uh, like, um, and they start seeing some awareness in us. And they, they start telling us to stop doing stuff. Like, don't jump on the bed. Don't do that. Don't break this. You know, everything start, <laughs> starts, starts being, don't do that. Don't do that. So we start having those, what I call, leashes in the sense that we're, we're stopped at doing things. And uh, school also enforces that because it's all about you conforming to some sort of way that is what we call it's normal. So there's a normal in society. I don't know what that is, but some idea, somebody, somebody's idea of what normal is, and we have to conform to it. And we do that for about 15, 20 years and becomes an instinctive habit in us that controls us without us knowing. And that is the invisible leash, uh, if not many of them, that are existent uh, in everybody's life. Wow. You know, I never looked at it that way, but it's so true. I heard someone say the other day, um, uh, somebody was sharing about her uh, grandchild said this to them, and this is, speaks to what you're saying right now. And, and um, the kid was telling the grandmother, I've, I've lied all my life. He's 14. He goes, I've lied all my life. And the grandmother said to him, well, why, why would you have to lie all your life? And this is what he said. He said, strict parents raise sneaky kids. <laughs> And that's, you know, in a really crazy roundabout way is what you're saying is that they've created such a strict environment of leashes that they're trying to find ways to break them, you know. And, and unfortunately, they don't do those in healthy ways. But I, I can see that, that paradigm. I've never really thought of it that way, but you're right. It's like you're encouraged to run and bust your head open and do all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, you don't do, it, we live in a world of don'ts, I guess. And that, I guess what you're saying is that those don'ts, become the norm and become the leashes that we hang on to all our lives. Yeah. And, and what happens is there are of course some boundaries in life and, and that's, that's um, natural and it's needed in certain areas and certain uh, relationships and how you deal with people. But we're talking about the leashes mm-hmm. of when the, the most probably uh, damaging leash is when you, prevent yourself from going all out and really living life as you should and really stopping yourself from exploring how talented, how amazing, how capable you are just because this is not the way that it should be done. Nobody's approved. Nobody gave you permission to do something. Uh, it's, I, I talk about this a lot, the, the need for permission is that, for example, if People don't become an artist until they go to art school. People don't become, you know, a writer until they do a writing course. People, we have this thing right now. We live in a certificate and permission uh, 
driven uh, society. I mean, listen, you, you have to go to medical school to become a doctor. I get that. But you don't have to go to art school to become an artist. I mean, imagine Leonardo da Vinci right. uh, waiting for somebody to tell him, well, you know what? Now you can draw. Go become an artist. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous right. to think about that. <laughs> That all these creative, wow. amazing people, philosophers, um, philosophers or artists or, or any of those amazing, incredibly people, um, they, they needed permission to somehow become who they, they, they became or known to us right now. Um, and, uh, but that's, just, that's the culture that we live in right now. If you look around, you know what everybody that- wants – yeah, go ahead. You know, what's interesting, um, Hussein, is that, that we, we've, we, this little thing, your certificate thing you're talking about is we're, we're forced into school to go in and study whatever, accounting, uh, doctor, whatever. And, and most, of the, most of the kids come out doing art anyway. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they, go, they go to become these great whatever lawyers and stuff, and they end up doing opposite of what they studied. I mean, is that part of it? I mean, it's like there's you, – you believe that there, is, that there is remarkable in each of us. Why do you believe that? Well, let's, let's, look, at, let's look at it. See, again, coming back to the age of five, kids are so capable of anything. They are, um, they're, right now we take courses in how to communicate with people. If you look at kids at five, they can communicate with anybody. Uh, there are mm-hmm. We take courses in public speaking. Uh, take a kid of five. <laughs> of course, if they haven't been traumatized by anything, if we're talking about kids that have been in a nurturing, loving environment, uh, generally what they do is they, you, can, you, can, you have to force them to stop talking, not force them to talk. Right. Uh, people are naturally, uh, you know, uh, uh, they have this, this confidence at that, at that age. They have the outgoingness. They will try anything. They will draw. They will not say, "Well, you know what? This is not high-level drawing. I better, I better pick it, pick a, a, an activity that will generate money for me because I'm not going to make a living doing drawing." You know, we don't have these thoughts when we were at that age. So we're unhinged, no. unleashed. We do everything we, we think we want to do, and we're so talented. And it just gets. Uh, I think um, uh, Picasso said that it's like every kid is born an artist. The problem is like remaining an artist as, as we go through society. Uh, so we get educated out of our creativity and our natural ability to create stuff. And if we look at all the greats uh, of, of uh, past centuries, uh, we, they are not one talent or one trick pony. As I like to say, like it, Leonardo da Vinci was an inventor, was an artist, was a philosopher, was a writer. We are multi-talented. And somehow, uh, in the last 200 years, the, uh, the, the society that was, of course, um, and especially the education institution, has forced us to focus on one thing because that's what uh, the industry wanted. But that's not the, na- mm. natural, the natural way of being that we are. You know where I see um, that acted out probably more, I've always been amazed by this, is surgeons. Surgeons are usually, well, all of us, I agree with you, are multi-talented in different aspects. People would argue that. But I find that when I meet a surgeon or a doctor, they're good at everything. They're good at drawing. They're good at golf. They're good at trot. I mean, they really excel. I don't think that's different 
for us as human beings. It's just that I think that the nature of their work requires them to find places to escape. And so they, they mm-hmm. look into, or music, they get into music, um, you know, which I think is, I agree with you. I, I enjoy, uh, as an artist myself, a watercolorist, a sculpturist, uh, a guitar player, a flute player. I mean, I, I really, which was really a big problem for me, Hussein, when I was growing up, because you're right, I was told that I had to be something, that I had to, that I had to pick, and I was always told that if I did the art thing, I'd starve to death, right? So I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I, I, I ended up, I ended up, you know, going to business. And, and, and honestly, you know, uh, all these artistic things in me were always there, which is why I think today I allow myself to dabble in music and dabble in, in painting and dabble in speaking and dabble. But I never really, I really appreciate the way you frame this because we really do need to find a way to get back to being five. And I don't mean that necessarily in our maturity level, but in, in our creativity level. What do you say to those people who are saying, I don't buy it? Well, the thing is, uh, the reason why people, I get it. I get it why they don't buy it. Uh, because the way that life works right now is you have to work in, in, in some activity, do something to earn money, to, to uh, basically generate enough to support your livelihood which is not the way we used to, we used to be. Uh, before 200 years, very few people lived in cities. Most people, hundreds of years ago, most people lived in the country where you didn't worry about your livelihood. You didn't have to rent a place. You had a place. You had land, you <laughs> had right. a place, you go grow your food, you eat your food. There is, you didn't have to go work in order to survive. Um, except in certain places like when there's like a, uh, let's say, uh, an oppressing landlord that, that uh, enslaved people and stuff like that. But where I come from, um, there, there wasn't, like, that was not the way to be. I come from Syria, and, uh, and everybody, if, if we go to the countryside, we had a land, you can live on your land, grow food, um, sell a few things, but you naturally, to, to just for the main needs of life, like surviving, you didn't have to work eight hours a day. You literally wake up in the morning, go to the field, uh, take care of it, and come back in the afternoon, and just that's it. It's done. So people <laughs> had all this free time, and you would see, I mean, you're seeing in the countryside, you see poets, writers, uh, painters, because that's who we really are. We are creatives. And the, the other thing, so that's, that's about our nature and how things used to be. Right now we're convinced that the way modern society, and I have, I have a big question on the word modern, because I think we were actually backwards, but the way that modern <laughs> society works is that you have to work 40 hours a week to make ends meet. That doesn't really sound like progress to me. It sounds like, it's like regression. And, there, and funny enough, right, right now, there, there, there are studies that show that actually if you work three days a week, you are more productive. So coming back to our natural way of being, you cannot exhaust yourself working 40 hours or 50 hours. Sometimes even people pull off 70 hours a week. There is nothing left for you to, to recover. So that's one aspect. The second aspect I would like to point out for, for people is that there is nothing to go to. Like uh, when people think, I think about talent, they think if I want to paint, I either have to become a great artist or I don't paint. And that is such a, such a like, convoluted idea to put in your head. 
you don't have to become anything. You paint because you enjoy painting. <laughs> you don't have to be Picasso to enjoy painting. Picasso became Picasso because he enjoyed painting, he enjoyed the journey. And that's, that's also those standards that also modern society and culture have put on us, that you do something, you either get good at it or you don't do it at all. It's, is frankly, is bullshit because, because that takes away from your, at least the, the willingness to try something. Why, why don't you dabble on guitar? Hey, you like it, just go for it. So it's, if we shift between what's a demand on you to what you enjoy and what you in, and treasure in life, and the, uh, I think just getting back that five-year-old desire to explore and to uh, discover things rather than if I touch this, I have to be good at it. I have to make money out of it. That's uh, something that was forced on us. It's not a natural way of being. You do something because you enjoy it, because you discover it. That's the nature of life. I love that. I love that. You know, I don't, I don't know if we actually have a – uh, a caller that wants to ask a question or not, but if you're listening in right now and uh, you have a question, I'm going to unmute your your line and you're welcome to ask a question. Give me just a moment here. Sure. Hello, you're live. I it sounds like they were going to speak, but I didn't hear anything. Let me try it again. Hello. Yeah, it sounds like you're just listening to the show. Uh, you know, I, I love what you're saying because, gosh, I mean, you're so right. Talking about going backwards, I mean, who wants to work 40 hours and you're being nice about 40? It's usually 50 or 60 hours just to meet the bills. It's not to excel. It's not to live. It's not to go on vacation. It's just to make, make you know, make do and, and, and to survive in our, li- in our lives. I think that's probably the bigger problem. So what do you say? Why would let me ask you something? Why would somebody want to unleash this this power within them? What what would give them the impetus to want to do that? Why? And why now? Well, because, well, because the uh, the quality of life will completely shift. See, if you're doing what you really love, uh, then time doesn't matter. Um, your energy is boosted automatically because you function differently when you're working on something you love and when, when you're doing something you love. If you look at kids, they have endless energy. I mean, they drop to sleep. They, they, if, you, if you let them uh, stay up, they will stay up. We have to force our kids, yep. even up to 11. or the, We have to force them to sleep. Now, a lot of people point out to age, but it, it, maybe it has something to do with age. But let me tell you, I run around like a kid. I don't want to sleep. And the reason is that is because <laughs> I'm doing what I love. And I notice the difference in me and in others. In when we're working on something, when I'm working on something that I don't like really, I find every other opportunity. I'm sure people will relate to that. I find every other opportunity to just, you know, uh, procrastinate, push it, push it away. I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep. I can't wait till that thing is over. And when I'm doing something that I love, I can't, I, I, I don't want it to end. I mean, it, how many of us have enjoyed a conversation or been, been with a friend or went to a place or a party that we were enjoying and we didn't want to go, we didn't want to sleep, we didn't want to leave? Where does that energy come from? Uh, just yesterday, we were working on that horrible project at work and we, can't, we couldn't wait to get out. And we, we, we reached <laughs> home like at five and we wanted to sleep. So what's the difference? It's the same body, 
um, it's the same. It's the same person. The difference is an attitude and an aptitude because your body is also a, a series of chemical reactions that correspond to the way of being, the way what you're thinking. You think of something. If you think of a fearful thought right now, your body responds accordingly. There's adrenaline that that forces. Uh, it. It may not be real if you put those. 3D goggles or you watch something or you're watching a show, you interact with it. There's no real, uh, there's no real danger if you're watching, let's say, a movie, but your body reacts to it. So it's so real that your thoughts and your brain control your state of your body, your state of being. So how you think about something, if you're doing something, you're enjoying it, those thoughts are going to control how your body feels and the energy levels. And that's why... You have to unleash, you have to go after that which matters most to you, that which you were born to do. And um, that, that brings us to the, to the idea of purpose. Uh, and I know a lot of people struggle with that because they say, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know why I'm here on this. On this I just want to live and I just want to survive. And that's fine. If you, <laughs> don't, if, you, if you don't connect with a purpose, that's fine. Choose one. Choose something and dedicate yourself fully to it. The moment you dedicate yourself fully to something that is outside of you, that is not self-serving, the shift is evident. Like people move, and you see those people, you see them uh, volunteering to the Red Cross, volunteering at church, uh, volunteering in their community. You see those people moving like uh, they have so much energy and so much love to give and so much contribution. They're not different than everybody else. They just chose differently than everybody else. And that's why it's so important mm. that we unleash that power within us because the world needs it. Your community needs it. Your family needs it. You need it. You know, I love what you just said about purpose um, because I, I recently woke up uh, uh, and realized that my 15-year-old son would soon be 18 and, and out of high school. And I, and I remember thinking, how sad I was thinking, what am I going to do? I've dedicated my life to be a dad, which I'm very happy to have done and will continue to do. But it, it was like all of a sudden I, I needed something. I needed purpose. I needed somewhere mm. to go, something to do. And, you know, and, and I felt that sadness because I do live my life uh, with some sort of driven purpose. And I had the honor of visiting with some very powerful uh, folks up in a place called Molepata, Peru, which is uh, you know, two hours north of Cusco, out in the middle of nowhere. Kind of, it, it descri- you were just describing when you talked about your home uh, what I'm looking at, and, and I was looking for, and, and I was looking for property to build an international spiritual center. And you know what? When I saw that property, and I saw that that property was able to grow its own corn and quinoa and cuicha, and it had bananas, and it had it had coffee and it had all these wonderful fruits and, and it very sustainable. It had water, it had electricity. You know, I, I, I all of a sudden felt like I had purpose. All of a sudden I realized that this, this was going to be my project for the next however many years, you know, I'm going to be here on this earth. And I got to tell you, um, it made a big difference in, the, in my attitude to feel like I had something that I was tied to, something that was bigger than me something that really wasn't mm. being built for me, but what I was being asked to build. So I believe a hundred percent of what you're saying, because from one week to the next, I went from being sad and depressed about, you know, my gosh, I'm going to be alone once my son, you know, goes to college 
to, oh, I have a purpose, and, and I'm moving forward to purchase that land so that I can build this center. So I really do believe that, and this is something that I love and enjoy. It's not, it's not something that I, I feel like I have to do. And quite honestly, I love what you said about your, where, you, where you come from in Syria because that's what I'm going to. You know, it's sustainable. Mm. I don't have to worry about anything except getting up and maybe go getting the eggs from the chickens. I, mean, I don't know. But it's, it's just a beautiful thing. It really is. That's awesome. Do you mean that you guess that you can survive without Walmart there? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How do they you survive? Know I don't I, know. I gotta, I, it's so funny because I went into the little church there because every little village has a church, and they had a little, little church. And I walked into this church. I think it was founded in 18-something. And I promise you, they have not changed those wooden pews since 1850. I mean, it was like, wow. And you know what? There were kids running in the street. There were families sitting down at the center of the town where they were all exchanging uh, fruit and vegetables. And, 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 and everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. Yeah. I didn't see anyone complaining because they couldn't plug in their damn Nintendo. Yeah, you know? that's, so that's, anyway, that's, that's so purpose true. is important. So true. What, would you ha- what would you have to say to the folks before we leave here? Well, I can't believe we're already up on 30 minutes, but what, what final thing could you say to them if they aren't unleashing their remarkable in them? I would say, um, first of all, there's no either or. It's not like either I go live you know, in the country and you know, abandon everything or either I live in the city. Everything is wonderful. It's about choice. It's really about mm. you have the choice in life to choose even the even the hardships that you're in right now, just choose them. Take them on. Take responsibility for your life, and everything shifts to you. You have that opportunity; it's available to you. Just give it a go. I mean, what do you have to lose? If your life already sucks in your po- in your point of view, <laughs> um, then then you know what? Give it give it a try. Try something. You know what's what's the worst that can happen? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand those people who are living on the edge of death. Really, like life is, it's like they're walking dead, and they're so afraid of dying. Yes. I, I don't get that. If you're so afraid of dying, try life, give it a go, go all out, oh, try something, it. and and they may think that I'm talking from from you know from a place where I'm comfortable right now. I've done this all my life. I've struggled so many times and I've hit rock bottom so many times and what saved my life is really for me going all out and that's why I advocate for this and I saw it many times is that I refuse to live on like the walking dead like you know I'll just conform and and follow what what people ask me to do and I gave it a go and every single time I've discovered something that gave me the energy for another experiment another experiment life is a series of experiments you experiment with something, you find out if it works, if it doesn't. If it doesn't, leave it, try something new. If it works, try something more and, and build on it. And that's how life is. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the next second. No, nobody, even the most intelligent, the most knowledgeable, the best people in the world, the, most, the richest people, have no clue what's going to happen next. The key thing here is that's you right. can create it. You can create it. I love and that's it. what I. Just How do we go find you? Just go How do we find it. you, Hussein? Um, What's your website? It's so easy. Search for me on HusseinHalak.com, um, and uh, or find me on LinkedIn, on on Facebook. I have a page. Connect with me. I'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. I love talking to people. Love working with people. I love helping them unleash the remarkable in them. 
Now, for the sake of those that are challenged on spelling, could you spell your website out? <laughs> sure. H-U-S-S-E-I-N-H-A-L-L-A-K. Um, at, they can go to HH Unleashed, which is my Twitter handle, HH Unleashed, or Facebook, the page, HH Unleashed. Um, and I would love, uh, and also my Instagram. Danny, this has this been an, an amazing talk. Thank you very much for having Thank me. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you You're so awesome. much for, for Thank you so much for reminding me, you know, uh, of of what I've always used to live like, and that's just to just go from one one project to the next and finding the one right one for me. So thank you for that. And folks, in closing, remember what he said: if your life sucks anyway, try something different. <laughs> Have a great Sunday. <laughs> You're Open to receive the magic.